0: Again, this is Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and Schools, Sherman Center, Random Link, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer for Monday, February 28th, 2022. we will try it again. Um, let's see, what was I saying? Oh, uh, the accreditation team is here for nat- National Lutheran Schools Accreditation um, for the Association. And uh, so things are—I'm running a little bit late. I had a little visit with them as well this morning. They joined us for our Congregation of Prayer with the Children, right? So— They wanted to have a conversation about what we were doing there. Um, Good. So, let us begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right. Memory verse for this week. Whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 27. And our psalm for this week is Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created. And he established them forever and ever, he gave a decree, and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and all, and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted, his majesty is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people, praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him, praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, our first reading today is continuation from St. Peter's uh, First Epistle, chapter 3. For if it is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who formerly were disobedient, when once the divine long suffering waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few that is 8 souls were saved through water. There is also an antitype which now saves us baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, for he no longer shall live the rest of his time in the flesh, for the lust of men, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles. When we walked in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries, in regard to these, I th- they think it's strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. They will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason, the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, that they might be judged according to the flesh of the men, according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. All right. Now, if you remember, 1 Peter um, is a baptismal epistle. That would be my uh, argument, my uh, pious opinion, I guess. Uh, but, of course, you see baptism right away here uh, in the midst of this section uh, where you have that lovely confession that, the, uh, that Noah and the ark, the water... Is all a, a type or a shadow of the antitype that is baptism of the thing that is to come. This sets the pattern for how we read stories about water and salvation, whether it's the deliverance through the Red Sea, or the deliverance into the Promised Land through the River Jordan, or the washing um, of Naaman seven times in the Jordan River and being made clean. Um, I'm sure, you can think of other stories, even other stories of living water, Jesus, the uh, woman at the well, etc. Um, but especially Old Testament patterns. Of water or water coming from the rock that would be another good picture of that right you can see what peter is doing here this is the apostolic um instruction encouragement catechesis to read these stories as types or shadows of prefigurements of the thing which is baptism which uh as i mentioned in bible study yesterday it does kind of answer the question then well how did john know to baptize with water for repentance that and, and into the forgiveness of sins you, I mean, it could be just simply that the Holy Spirit had inspired him directly, but he, the Holy Spirit inspires through the Word, right? So he knew his scriptures, and he knew that God had been saving with water, and that he'd been called into the wilderness um, to baptize with a new baptism, with a new covenant, uh, and a uh, baptism of repentance for forgiveness to prepare for Christ who is to come, right? Yeah, so uh, uh, it, that's a much more complicated subject, I suppose, but you see it here. And of course. Then you also see how baptism takes you out of the life of the flesh, life of uh, lived in sin, life like the Gentiles, right? The will of the Gentiles. But rather um, to live um, according to the Spirit of God, right? As you see here at the end in verse 6. Live according to the God in the Spirit, right? Which you receive in your baptism, which of course is what gives you the answer of a good conscience toward God, namely that your conscience is freed by the forgiveness of sins. That's beautiful, right? And all of this is Christ's suffering um to do good rather than doing evil all right yes i see you checking in on the chat sorry to acknowledge that earlier chris nancy um i guess and eileen Lori, don and karen and yes blessings on our team as they're here um we're well prepared marla has done a terrific job in in leading us through accreditation but i think cassie and john actually before them as well getting us um, started on that process um So I'm I'm completely confident, and yet at the same time, it's exciting. Uh, It's fun to kind of show off the school and what we're doing and uh, the confidence that we have um, in what we've established here. So, All right, Um, our reading then for catechesis, or more catechesis, would be from Daniel chapter 5. Belshazzar, the king, made a great feast for a thousand of his lords and drank wine in the presence of the thousand. While he tasted the wine, Belshazzar gave the command to bring the gold and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar Had taken from the temple which had been in Jerusalem, and that the king and his lords, his wives, and his concubines might drink from them. Then they brought the gold vessels that had been taken from the temple of the house of God, which had been in Jerusalem, and the king and his lords, his wives, and his concubines drank from them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze and iron, wood and stone. In the same hour, the fingers of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance changed, and his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his hips were loosened, loosened, and his knees knocked against each other. The king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. The king spoke, saying to the wise men of Babylon, Whoever reads this writing and tells me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck, and he shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Now all the king's Uh, wise men came, and they could not read the writing or make known to the king its interpretation. Then King Belshazzar was greatly troubled, his countenance was changed, and his lords were astonished. The queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, came to the banquet hall. The queen spoke, saying, O king, live forever. Do not let your thoughts trouble you, nor let your countenance change. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, and Chaldeans, and soothsayers. Inasmuch as an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, and explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Balthazar, now let Daniel be called, and he will give the interpretation. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Are you that Daniel who is one of the captives from Judah, whom my father the king brought from Judah? I have heard of you, that the Spirit of God is in you, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Now the the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought in before me that they should read this writing and make known to me its interpretation, but they could not give the interpretation of the thing. And I have heard of you that you can give the interpretations and explain enigmas. Now if you can read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, you shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around your neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation. O king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar your father a kingdom and majesty, glory, and honor. And because of the majesty that he gave him, all peoples, nations, and language trembled and feared before him. Whomever he wished, he executed. Whomever he wished, he kept alive. Whomever he wished, he set up. And whomever he wished, he put down. But when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne. And they took his glory from him. Then he was driven from the sons of men. His heart was made like the beasts. And his dwelling was with the wild donkeys. They fed him with grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven, till he knew that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of men, and appoints over it whomever he chooses. But you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, although you knew all this, and you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven. They have brought the vessels of his house before you, you and your lords, your wives and your concubines, have drunk wine uh, from them, and you have praised the gods of silver and gold, bronze and iron, wood and stone, which do not see or hear or know. And the God who holds your breath in his hand and owns all your ways, you have not glorified. Then the fingers of the hand were sent with him, or from him, and this writing was written. And this is the inscription that was written. Mene, Mene, Tekel, uparsin. This is the interpretation of each word. Mene, God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. Tekel, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Peres, Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Then Belshazzar gave the command, and they clothed Daniel with purple and put a chain of gold around his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. And that very night, Belshazzar, king of the Chaldeans, was slain. All right. Another fun reading. Who is Belshazzar? He's the king of Babylon, right? Also son of Nebuchadnezzar. What happened to his father uh, in the previous chapter? you remember what happened there? That would have been on Friday. He was humbled, remember, after exalting himself over the God of Hebrews, right? He was proud and boasted of what he had done in the kingdom, not acknowledging the God who gave him the kingdom, right? And the God humbled him. Um, How does Belshazzar, his son now, defy God, particularly here in verse 2, right? It's not offering the feast that's the problem, but what he uses, the gold vessels the cups and bowls from the temple of the Lord to do it. Right. Um, I actually found a pretty interesting image of this. I'll put it up on the screen here if I can. Uh, let's see. Nope. There we go. Do that. And, oh no, it's gone. Oh, let's see if I can find it from earlier today. Yeah, there it is. All right. So Wikipedia has an interesting, uh, and there it is. Interesting image. All right. So there's a lot going on there. Um, I don't know if I can make it any bigger. There I can. Okay. It's loading here. It's very big. Oh, yeah. Look at that. All right. So there they are with all the cups and the drinking. Um, Here they are over here, too. But now this is actually when they're freaking out about the writing. But notice here what they've got on the wall. They've got the lampstand from the temple. So it said opposite the lampstand. So we'll go all the way. Look at this party. And we've got these false gods set up with the snakes. All these people partying. But all the way opposite, there it is, the writing on the wall. You see that up at the top here? Isn't that quite an impressive image? I mean, I have no idea. This banquet hall, look at how far back it goes. right? And obviously here's the king pointing towards the wall. Or maybe that's actually Daniel talking to the king. The king would be on his throne over. Well, There's the queen. Where's the king? There he is with his crown, right? And Daniel's pointing all the way over here against the wall. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, it's a pretty incredible scene here. Also, note behind here, we've got ziggurats. We've got, uh, like, a Tower of Babel back there. Remember, we're in Babylon, so they got the tower, right? Uh, And the moon's waning. And we've got a time of judgment here. I don't see the hand, though. Uh, It doesn't matter. All right, we've got all these serpents, right, and golden images sat up. What a place, what a place. All right, so we'll go back to our devotion here. All right, good. Yeah, isn't that incredible? I think so, too, Chris. Um... And note here, he also becomes even more wicked because not only is he using these vessels, but then rather than praise the god uh, who had appointed those vessels for use in the temple, who does he praise? All their gods of gold and silver, bronze and iron, wood and stone. You saw some of those in that image, which I think is a pretty good representation of what happens there. Um, Notice the gods that are mentioned, gold and silver, bronze and iron, wood and stone. Does that sound familiar to you? think last week's readings. Remember the... uh, the dream of Nebuchadnezzar with the, with the uh, image, that, that man out in you know the statue with the head and shoulders of gold and then silver and then bronze and then iron and then wood. There wasn't any wood, but there was stone mixed with iron for feet. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Remember what happened? What happened to that uh, statue? It was destroyed by the stone, right? Which came forth and then filled the earth like a mountain. All right, so we have this miraculous thing happen then during this banquet, incredible banquet. It says, the fingers of a human hand, right? Wrote in the plaster of the wall, um, opposite the lampstand, all right? Notice that lampstand looks like the menorah from the, uh, from the temple, all right? And what was the king's reaction? What does it say there in verse six? Yeah, his countenance changed, right? His face. All right, he turned pale, his knees knocked together, and his legs give way. Right, it's like collapse is just judgment he sees in those words, doesn't he? All right, so he needs to know what they say, so he sends for his astrologers, Chaldeans, soothsayers, right, all the wise men, the enchanters, the astrologers, the diviners. That sounds familiar again, back Daniel chapter two. um remember that's Daniel's the one who can interpret the dream of the the statue with made out of the different um things, right, but none of the others could, and they were feared for their lives. he was actually slaying them. These wise men. Now we have the similar thing here, right? What but this time it's different. Um Belshazzar, what promise does he make to them? Verse 7, right? Whoever can read this, what are they gonna get? Gold, right? Purple robe, and be third in command in the kingdom, which is pretty incredible. Um nobody can though, right? So whether they could read the words, um presumably written in Hebrew, um, even if they could read the Hebrew, they couldn't interpret them, right? Understand what they meant. All right, uh, who comes to Belshazzar's aid? This is interesting. I think verse ten, right? The queen, the queen does, or maybe the queen mother. I think it's the queen mother. Uh, it's not specific there, but but she talks about in the days of your father, right? So she knows something about. She remembers what happened. So this is probably queen mother. This is probably Nebuchadnezzar's wife. I would argue that's that's true, right? And she recommends. She remembers. The Daniel. She remembers Daniel and how he could interpret dreams, solve riddles, explain difficult problems, right? Enigmas. Right, He's got all that wisdom and um, skill. He did so for Nebuchadnezzar, so yeah. Call him up. Um, Notice that Belshazzar, he makes a a statement here, and he's not quite right. I have heard of you that the Spirit of God is in you, and that the light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Um, This isn't Uh, I don't think the New King James quite gets it right here. It's what we're using. It's that the Spirit of God, um, but he's not acknowledging the true God. He's not talking about the Holy Spirit. I I think he's confused, all right? Uh, I don't think New King James uh, does that interpretation right. All uh, translations are interpretations to some degree, okay? So, again, this is a translation. I'm trying to remember what ESV does. It's uh, Daniel 5, verse 14, right? So let's go look at ESV. I'll do that quick. Daniel 5, verse 14. Um, yeah, I have heard of you that the spirit of the gods is in you. All right? Now, there are some manuscripts that disagree, but the spirit of the gods, I think that's probably more likely what he said. Uh, why did Daniel refuse the rewards that Belshazzar offers? Does he need to be exalted by an earthly king? By Belshazzar? No. Right? God will exalt him just as he exalts the kings themselves, Right? Right? and we see that through over and over and over in Daniel it's God who lifts up Daniel um and his and his friends right uh what does Daniel do this is pretty neat right remember belshazzar doesn't remember anything as the queen mother um reminds us right so Daniel before he interprets the dream what's he do yeah he um before i do the interpretation here he tells him basically the story uh that we heard in the last chapter chapter 4 that that uh, accounting by nebuchadnezzar in his address to the nations right Um, namely that uh, God had humbled proud Nebuchadnezzar, right? And so then he tells him, this is why the God has sent the writing, right? Because you've not humbled yourself. You've lifted up yourself against the Lord of heaven and praised the gods. Uh, And the gods here specifically, gods of silver, gold, bronze, and iron, wood, and stone, what's the key about them? As is true of all idols, uh, they cannot see or hear or know. Uh, But God who holds your breath in his hands and owns all your ways you have not glorified uh, this reminds me of course of um uh, elijah with the prophets of baal right he makes the same accusation against baal right maybe he's asleep or relieving himself he's out in the wilderness he's not got time for you which is another way of elijah's saying he's dead he's not real he's lifeless right what kind of god do we need we need a living god <laughs> who hears and sees and knows right uh what was written on the wall Many many tekel, uparsin, right? Uh, mene, he tells us what that means. Mene, though, means God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. Um, a mene is, I think, 50 shekels, if I remember right. All right. Tekel, um, that's the name for the scales. So you've been weighed in the balances and found wanting. I've been trying to remember where I've heard that quoted in, pop, uh, in, in popular culture. You've been found way. You've been weighed in the balances and found wanting. I feel like that idiom has been used somewhere. It's been used as an idiom. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, but who who else has used it? I guess it's been used in other contexts, referring to like senators, and usually it's used in uh, hmm, referring to leaders. Uh, yeah, somebody will have to figure out where. Where have we heard that in in another context? I'll have to look for a quote. All right. Um, and then Uparson, or here it says Perez, Uparson means your your kingdom is divided and given, of course, to the Medes and Persians who follow. Yeah, what does this mean, balances, right? So so if you've got mene, which is 50 shekels, right, which is a coin, um, the tekel are the scales that weigh those coins, right? So here God has numbered your kingdom, right? How many coins, if you like, it's a picture or an image of that. Um, and finished it, so it's been completed. Now he's going to set the kingdom on the scales, right? And he's finding that it's found wanting, that it's no longer accomplishing that which God has given it to do, and so it's time for judgment. Your kingdom has been divided between the Medes and Persians. So the balances are the scales of judgment, if you like. Does that make sense, Chris? Is it in a knight's tale? Hmm. That's what Vicky says on uh, YouTube. We'll see. I'll have to look that up. (laughs) Is it quoted in A night's Tale? That movie, uh, it's one of my favorites. I don't know why. It's just, it's kind of silly, but I enjoy it a lot. All right. Um, Let's see. All right. So yeah, what's Belshazzar doing for Daniel? Then he gives them the rewards, even though Daniel said he didn't need them. Well, here, here it is. He makes Daniel third ruler in the kingdom, gives him gold. And so uh, he's going to have an interesting relationship to Darius, who we'll meet in the next chapter, who's the king of the Medes. All right. Uh, Darius the Mede, which we'll see uh, tomorrow, chapter one or six. Um, This is, uh, so, I mean, I think there's a warning being given here to all of Judah who are in exile based off the events of Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar. All right, and the warning is that Judah had been cut down and would be restored, right? So we see similar things happening here to both Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar, right? But what's the key? It's faithfulness to God, right? So um, Judah will be restored, but they can't reject, they must not reject the temple, all right, when, it will, when it's restored. Of course, what temple is going to be restored? Yeah, he will come amongst them in the flesh. We're talking about Jesus, right? So we have the same idea here. Um, there's not a return to faithfulness in these men. They don't confess the true God, right? And so their kingdoms ultimately fail. So the only kingdom that will last forever, the only, really the new Judah, the new Israel, is um, the kingdom of Christ. Good. That Vicky even knows the character Adamar is the one who says it uh is really sad, <laughs> but also impressive, okay, oh man, I'll have to uh I'll have to let Anne know we were talking about this last night. I could remember where where we had heard it in a in a movie. all right, there you go, All right, so meditation on the text, though his father had been humbled and brought to repentance, Belshazzar failed to heed the warning of God. this presumptuous king dared to drink from the bowls used to sprinkle the blood of atonement uh, before the king of earth and heaven. this It was this sprinkling that had first been performed at Mount Sinai in the blood of the covenant ceremony, see Exodus 24. Now the God of Israel would bring down the very nation which he had raised up to punish his people. The bowls of sprinkling prefigure our own participation in the cup of blessing at the Lord's Supper. Here we are summoned to faith in these words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Those who are truly worthy believe these words and will surely receive the forgiveness of sins. Yet as Paul warns, those who do not believe these words are unworthy and unprepared and are guilty of the body and blood of the Lord, as we have in our memory verse, right? right. So again, the bowls of sprinkling prefigure our own participation in the cup of blessing in the Lord's Supper. Which is an interesting idea, isn't it? The, the way that the Babylonians took the cup that were used for ritual washing and then they used them to drink wine Again, showing the connection of baptism and the Lord's Supper and uh, the blood of Christ being both drunk but also being washed upon us, etc. All right. Speaking of the sacrament of the altar, we confess. What is the sacrament of the altar? It is the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ under the bread and wine, instituted by Christ himself for us Christians to eat and to drink. Where is this written? The Holy Evangelists, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and St. Paul write, Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Who receives this sacrament worthily? Fasting and bodily preparation are certainly fine outward training. But that person is truly worthy and well-prepared who has faith in these words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. But anyone who does not believe these words or doubts them is unworthy and unprepared, for the words for you require all hearts to believe. All right, let's pray the collect for this week. O Lord, mercifully hear our prayers, and having set us free from the bonds of our sins, deliver us from every evil. For Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray today for faith to live in the promises of holy baptism, for vocations and daily work, for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our neighbors, for our schools, our home schools, our colleges and seminaries, and for good government and peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray in Thanksgiving with Mitchell, who yesterday celebrated his baptism. Today, Norm, again celebrating his baptism. Pray for our households, especially Jackie, Jared and Michelle, Doug and Lisa, Brandon and Valerie, Justin and Doug. We pray for those ill receiving treatment or tests or recovering, especially Marcella, Bev, Kelsey, Amanda, Dan, Brad, Timothy, and Janice, Ken, Norm, Lydia, Kathy, Jim, Mike, and Donna. Pray for our homebound, Bev. Willis, Ed, Mickey, and Paul. Pray for our missions and mercy works today, the last day, Sheboygan Lutheran High School. And we pray, interceding on behalf of all of our relatives and benefactors, that God would bless them richly with his word and with his other gifts. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you, into your hands I commend myself, my body, and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, let's sing our hymn for this week. Uh, This is the hymn of the day for Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, Uh, so we'll get to sing it a few times here. And then you'll be ready to sing it nice, bold, boldly, and strongly on uh, Wednesday night for our Ash Wednesday service. Right. Stanzas one through three are our memory uh, for this week. Maybe later this week we'll sing the rest, okay?
1: All
0: right, Lord be with you all. Keep you safe. It's good to have you here. And uh, we're getting ready to begin Lent. So we'll keep uh, hearing some catechesis here from uh, Daniel, and then uh, we'll move into some Lenten readings starting, I think, next week, all right? So, uh, Lord's blessings to you all. Thanks, Vicki. Uh, she's over on uh, on YouTube checking in, and uh, let us know it's the Will's friends that say it to Adamar. All right, so <laughs> go watch a Night's Tale. I think it's mostly okay. uh it's also quite funny, and uh I like the uh oh, it's almost steampunk, right? I think it's one of the first movies to do that where they kind of mash up uh old time stuff. you know, you've got Chaucer, but then you've got pulp culture being brought in they they do a queen song in the stands during the uh during the uh uh jousting match, this kind of stuff, right so it's it's a fun movie and uh anyway. And there you go. It pulls it right out of Daniel chapter 5, verse, uh, what is it, 27, right? So, <laughs> interesting. Many, many, tekel uparson. That's your uh, memory verse for the day as well. All right. So, uh, again, Lord's blessings to you. Um, if you didn't catch it, you can go check out Yesterday's Divine Service. It's available on all the streaming platforms. The sermon's uh, blocked out as a video on YouTube. Also, as uh, it's available on podcasts. You can go listen to it there. Uh, if that's uh, beneficial to you. And uh, we keep our friends in in our prayers, probably should have done that before, um, in the uh, Lutheran churches of, uh, uh, let's see, Siberia, right, Ukraine, and also um, in the other Baltic states, ah, I just lost the name of it, we prayed for it yesterday, Ingria, the Lutheran church of Ingria, all right, which is the the other Baltic states, Latvia, et cetera. There's Lutheran church in Latvia, too. All right, so, Lord be with you all. Keep you safe. We'll see you tomorrow.